Good morning. Greetings to our UECP family. And also, uh, I'd like to welcome all of our guests worshiping with us online today. The message of uh, the title of my message this morning is Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? And this can be found in John 10, verse 1 to 16. John 10, verse 1 to 16. Now, so far, what has this pandemic taught us? Not the lockdown. What has it taught you personally? A lot of people have realized that life is short. You know, life is in God's hands. And we learned that it is not what we have in our life, but who we have in our life that counts. You see, family is what is important. And it's not about having so much money or cars. Because as they say, you can't go anywhere because we're all in a lockdown. And we also learned that in the end, it's not the years in your life that counts. It's the life in your years. What I mean is, it's how we live our everyday life that counts. And we have to make every day count. We have to make every day count. We also learned that life is a gift from our Creator. Our life is God's gift to us, and what we do with it is our gift back to God. So the question I ask today is, what are you doing with the life God has given you? What are you doing with the life that God has given you? Are we wasting it away, or do we want to make our life count? Are we just wasting our life in this uh, for the past few months. But to make our life count, we have to have Jesus in the center of our life. We need to have Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. So for me, there are two choices in life. It's either you live for yourself or you live for God. If you live for yourself, it's easy. You are the boss. Whatever you do, whatever you want, you live it that way. But if God is the boss, then you will live your life for Jesus. But you cannot serve two masters. And today, I'm going to share to you who is Jesus. In our passage today in John 10, Jesus said two statements. He said, I am the door and I am the good shepherd. Now, what does this mean? What do these two statements mean? Now, in John 10, you can open your Bible in John 10. It says in verse 1 to 2, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Verse 3, To him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. And verse 6, the figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. You see, in John 10, we pick it up where Jesus is having a conversation with the religious leaders gathered around him. So Jesus 
began by painting to us a picture of a sheepfold. In those days, there were two kinds of sheepfold. Okay? One was designed for public sharing, and these can be found in towns or villages. The shepherd would just leave uh, yung mga sheep niya, iwan niya yung mga sheep niya, then uwi yung shepherd, matutulog siya, okay? And there would be a hired hand. May isang caretaker would take care of the sheep. Okay? And in the next morning, when the shepherd comes back, he would call his sheep one by one. And kahit maghalo-halo na yung mga sheep, they would still know the shepherd's voice. And that's amazing, right? Second, another kind of sheepfold is one in the country or in the field. Now, these sheepfolds are just made of small rocks. No? So the shepherd would just find you know, a place, a corner, put some rocks, and guide all his sheep in, and he would sit at the door, and he would become the door. The shepherd would lie down, like in this picture, okay? The shepherd would lie down, and he becomes the door. So no one can go in and go out without going through the shepherd. But there will always be thieves and robbers who try to go in and steal. So you see, the picture of a sheepfold is a place of rest for the sheep, and the shepherd literally becomes the door for them. While the thieves and robbers come to take and steal what is not theirs, but Jesus enters through the door, not to take, but rather to give. Jesus came as the door to open the way that people might have life and have it to the full. Jesus came as the door to open the way that people might have life and have it to the full. Let's continue in verse 7. It says, So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Now, what does it mean when Jesus said, I am the door? Okay. Who is Jesus? Jesus said, I am the door. It means Jesus is the only way to heaven. That is what he is saying. He's saying there's no other way. There's only one way to heaven, and that is through me, Jesus Christ. There's no other way. Now, many cannot grasp this picture, so I'll try to um, give you a visual, uh, visual illustration. Okay? Let's imagine there's a cross. Okay? There's a cross, and on that cross, there's a door. Now, we are all asked to go through that door. And on that door, sa harap, may nakasulat. Everyone is welcome. Everyone is welcome. All we have to do is open the door and walk in. But many of us doubt, you know, why, why are we so afraid of going through that door? Because a lot of us are ashamed. We're ashamed because we have a lot of sin in our life. The sin in our life is on our shoulders and it's heavy. So we're afraid 
of going through that door. You know, that's how I felt when I was young. I was a sinner, and nahihiya ako pumasok. I was so afraid to go through that door because I was so ashamed. Sabi ko, ang sama ako. Why would Jesus forgive me? But what happens when you enter through that door? You see, when you enter through that door, all your sins that were on your shoulder drops away because Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. And when you turn around, when you walk through that door, and when you look back, you will see at the back of the door, it is written, you were chosen before the foundation of the world. You were chosen. I was chosen before the foundation of the world. So this is what it means when Jesus says, I'm the door. Jesus is the only way to heaven. And what happens when you enter that door? You will, you know, in, uh, in this verse, John 10 verse 9, actually it tells us that if anyone enters by me, he will be saved. So you will find salvation. And when you enter the door, you will find peace and security in Christ alone because it was said in verse 9, and we will go in and out and find pasture. You will find peace and security once you have Jesus in your life. And third, you will have abundant life. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So you, when you enter the door, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you will find joy. You will find love. You will find your purpose in life. The scripture says, when Jesus died on the cross for our sins, he died once and for all. When Jesus said, I am the door, he means he is the only way to heaven. You see, people want to believe in a lie that all roads, meaning all religions, lead to heaven. But that is not true. There's only one way to heaven, and that is through the door on the cross. And how do I know this? Because God says so in His holy and reliable word. I've also heard people say, if God is so good, how could He send people to hell? Diba? If God is good, why would He send people to hell? I think that's the wrong question. Instead, we should ask ourselves and others, since God is so good, so pure, and so holy, how could He allow sinful people like you and me into heaven? You see, if God is so good, how could He allow sinful people to go into heaven? And the answer is, God only allows those who have been washed in the cleansing blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, into His presence. It is through Jesus Christ that we can go to heaven. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the only way to salvation. And you will find peace and security in Him and have abundant life. So let me ask you a couple of questions today for all of us listening here. Have you entered the door into God's family through faith and belief in Jesus Christ? If not, I hope that you make a decision today to go through that door and have faith and believe in Jesus Christ. Because when you believe in Him, your life will change forever.
Now, for those who have entered the door, okay, you have been a Christian for many years, and you have a personal relationship with Jesus, are you reading God's Word every day? Are you reading God's Word every day? Are you living for Jesus? If not, why not? Remember, it's a personal relationship with Jesus. Now let's go to the next verse in verse 10. It says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. What does this mean? What was Jesus talking about? Who was he referring to? The Greek word for, the, for thief here means one who steals, okay? Which is the same word used for false teachers. So thief and, you know, it means, thief means one who steals. And this is also the same word used for false teachers. So the thief here is referring to anyone who teaches or claims that there's another way to heaven. So a false teacher is a thief because he robs people of knowing the truth. A false teacher is a thief because he robs people of knowing the truth. The thief that Jesus was referring to are the Pharisees who put man-made requirements on people for salvation. Therefore, robbing them of having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So have we put man-made requirements when we share the gospel? Remember, it is only through Jesus Christ that we can go to heaven. Salvation is found only in Jesus Christ. Second point today is, who is Jesus? Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Now, what does, what does this mean? It means that Jesus is inherently good. There is no evil in him. He is purely good inside and out. And it also means that he is righteous. He is the good shepherd. Why? Because he lays down his life for the sheep. In verse 11, it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And in John chapter 10, you would find this repeated four or five times that Jesus is saying that he lays down his life for the sheep. It means that when Jesus died on the cross, he died in our place. He died for you. He died for you once and for all. And this is what makes Jesus the good shepherd. He's not the good shepherd for any other reason, okay, but because he laid down his life for you and me. And I think I'd like to share this picture to you. No? You see, this picture for me summarizes, okay, what it means um, to really love someone. And this picture, it says, no love is greater than that of a father for his son. No love is greater than that of a father for his son. So for all the parents out there, I think you can feel uh, this saying, like what, I'm say what I have just read to you. For me, I have four boys, and I would literally lay down my life for any of them. 
Lalo na in this lockdown, we become so protective. We don't want to let them go out. We don't want to let them catch the virus. You know, and this is what God did for us. He sent His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us because there's no greater love than that of a father for his son, and that's us. He loves us, and He sent Jesus to die for us. And Jesus also loves us so much, He was willing to die for us. There's no greater love than that of a father for his son. Can you grasp the love of the God? Can you grasp the love of God, the Father, to send his one and only son to die for us? You see, we are sinners. We are bad people. We are selfish. We think of ourselves first. And yet, God the Father loves us by sending his son to die for us. The love of God for us is so great, it cannot be described. And that, what, and that is what makes Jesus the Good Shepherd. He loves us. He loves us so much. In verse 14 and 15, it says, I am the Good Shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. He again repeats, his, repeats it, I lay down my life for the sheep. But another aspect of Jesus being the good shepherd is he knows you and me. He knows each sheep by its color, by its you know, uh, deformity. He knows each one of us inside out. You see, when Jesus touches our life, you know, he speaks to us one by one. So you will have that experience of knowing Jesus one by one. Jesus knows us better actually than we know ourselves. And a true sheep, ang isang totoong sheep, will also know the shepherd's voice. So my question for us this morning is, do you know his voice? Do you know the shepherd's voice. If not, why not? Maybe we have not been having a personal walk with the Lord. Maybe we have not been reading his word anymore. To know his voice, we have to spend time with him. Jesus is the good shepherd because he knows us one by one in a personal way. Jesus is the good shepherd who loves us and knows us. Then in verse 12, Jesus makes a contrast between himself and the Pharisees. He compares them to a hard hand. It says in verse 12, He who is a hard hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. <clears throat> so you see, Jesus was comparing uh, himself with the Pharisees. He was saying the Pharisees were only a hard hand. What does it mean? A hard hand does not really love the sheep. A hard hand runs away when he sees the problem coming. A hard hand looks out for himself only. 
And the Pharisees actually did not love the sheep. They only loved themselves. You see, the Pharisees were afraid of Jesus. They were afraid that if Jesus was who he said he was, then they would lose their glory. They would lose their power. The Pharisees actually missed the point. They missed Jesus because they were too preoccupied with themselves. The Pharisees missed Jesus because they were too busy looking, at, looking for, for their own, uh, what is important for them. So have we been missing Jesus in our life? Are you too preoccupied with your life that you have missed Jesus? You have not been giving Jesus you know, the time that he deserves. Then the, the, have you not been reading your word every day? Have you not been praying every day? Have you not been seeking him? You see, a relationship, there has to be an investment. We have to put time into it. If we say that we are his sheep, then how come we don't know his voice? So the question I want to ask us naman, as an application, okay? <clears throat> do you love your sheep? Do you, have, do you love your sheep? Okay? Uh, do you know? Do you know who are your sheep? Do you know them personally? And you, can you spot the difference? Okay? So as a Christian, we should also become a shepherd to other sheep. We should also, the longer as we grow in our faith, we must also learn to be a shepherd to others. So I ask you, for those who have been so long in this uh, church already, who have been so long worshiping the Lord, are you discipling already? Are you leading others to Christ? Do you love those people that God has put under you? Do you know who they are really? Do you know them personally? And can you spot the difference? I always keep this uh, in my heart as I disciple people, as I lead my life group. They don't really care how much you know until they see how much you care. So always remember that as we lead people to Christ, as we disciple them, it's not really how much you know, but you have to really show them how much you care for them, and how much you know them. So let's remember, <clears throat> Jesus came not to bring religion, but rather to have an up-close and personal relationship with us. Again, Jesus came not to bring religion, but rather to have an up-close and personal relationship with us. Religion actually is what man created to try and make their way to God. But there's nothing, not one single thing we can do to earn or make our own way into heaven. Nothing. In verse 16, which is our last verse for this message, it says, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there, there will be one flock, one shepherd. Now what does this mean? What was Jesus talking about? It means that salvation is for all. Jesus died for all mankind, 
<clears throat> we know in America, there's a movement going on uh, that says Black Lives Matter. You know, Black Lives Matter. But I think Jesus made it clear in this verse today that all lives matter. All lives matter. Whether you're Filipino, you're Chinese, you're Korean, everyone deserves to hear the gospel because all lives matter to God. All lives matter to God. So, who is Jesus? Jesus is the door. Jesus is the good shepherd. Jesus cares, Jesus loves, and Jesus knows you and me. Jesus cares, Jesus loves, and Jesus knows you and me. Whatever you are going through right now, a lot of people are suffering right now. Uh, we have friends who are uh, sick with uh, COVID. We have friends who are struggling financially. We have uh, people getting laid off. I just want to encourage you with God's word today. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the good shepherd. You know, meaning Jesus cares for you. Jesus loves you. And Jesus knows you. So what's our responsibility today? Let's make our life count for Jesus. So application number one. If you know someone, okay, who is COVID positive, let's not judge them. Let's not make them feel guilty or ashamed. <clears throat> Instead, next slide, please. Instead, as a follower of Jesus, let's pray for them and make them know that Jesus is the door and the good shepherd. In short, if your friend is not yet a Christian, share to him who is Jesus. But if your friend is already a Christian, then let him feel the love of God because he is the good shepherd. Second application question, let's be sensitive. Let's lend a helping hand to those who are in need. I know we can't help everybody, but we can help somebody. Okay, we can help somebody. To help somebody, okay, God isn't calling us to be a superhero, but He is calling us to be a follower of Jesus. He is calling us to be a follower of Jesus. So remember this as, we, as I end my message. Remember, Jesus cares, Jesus loves you, and Jesus knows what you are going through. So whatever uh, you're facing in your life, always remember that Jesus is the good shepherd and you know, he's there to guide you, to take care of you. And you could put all your um, burdens onto his feet and he will lift you up. May the Lord bless all of us today. See you next week.